Hi, I'm Amy Quinn, and you're welcome to the latest episode of the Pig Edge, Chagas's Pig Podcast, where we are bringing you the latest news, information, and advice to keep Irish pig farmers up to date with the industry. Pig farmers can often spend a considerable amount of time grading and sorting pigs throughout the production stages, but in this episode, we talked to specialist pig advisor Michael McKeown to discuss why this well-known practice might in some cases be costing producers. Michael first coined the term evenitis to best describe this practice at the 2015 Chagas Pig Farmers Conference, and he's here to tell us that this issue hasn't gone away. I first asked Michael to tell us what exactly evenitis is. To the human eye, we like everything to be all the same size and to be like peas in a pod. And that's fine for peas, but for pigs, that doesn't work as well. Um, because if everything is to be the same size, it means you have to move move pigs around. And that doesn't work very well for, uh, in uh, for pig production. What is the, the main problem with this? Well, the main problem is the more you move pigs around, obviously the pigs in a pen have a pecking order. So once you, uh, you take a pig out of a pen or, or you introduce as, as some pigs into a pen they all have to rearrange the pecking order within the pen so therefore they're fighting there's more aggression there's more stress so even though the pigs might still be eating the feed because of the stress and the aggression they're not actually growing so therefore it's going to affect your performance and from a welfare point of view as well then it's obviously there's more injuries and more lameness and things like that as well and so what stages does it normally occur at Probably the three main stages you'd see the holding of evenitis is in the farmhouse, um, at weaning, and maybe a transfer to finisher. So in the farmhouse, I know, for example, uh, when I go out onto a pig unit, there's one particular uh, pig producer that every time we walk through his farm room, as he's walking through the farm room, he'll see one small uh, one small piglet within a litter, and the piglet might be fine and healthy, but he will move it from that litter onto another litter, and that's a sign there. He's not moving it because the, the piglet has a problem. He's moving it simply because he thinks it's just smaller than the litter mates, and therefore isn't going to do as well. Um, and there's no real science behind that. And in fact, the science will show the opposite, that he's far better off not moving them. And the other issue, I suppose, is that uh, people think that I grade them uh, because I want less weight variation at the finisher stage when they're going to the factory. But in fact, it doesn't uh, improve your weight variation. Um, it'll, it'll, it'll disimprove your weight variation in that there's going to be more weight variation if you grade the pigs rather than less weight variation. So it's only making the problem worse. If we look at the farring house, what should be the main practices here? Yeah, well, if we look at a farring house, obviously within the first 24 hours, you are looking to leave all the piglets uh, uh, with their mother and the reason for that is that they want to get the colostrum and as much colostrum as they can off the mother within the first uh, the first 24 hours and after that uh, there's no problem doing some cross fostering if you need to do some uh, 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 some cross fostering so for example if you have a very large litter there and there's a very small litter and you said right i, I need to move a few piglets there just to try and e even up the litter the litters from a numbers a numbers point of view to make sure they all have a teeth that's not an issue uh, but that needs to be done after 24 hours and once you have that done then you shouldn't move any other pigs unless the pigs are sick or they're not uh, they're not suckling so if you have a small piglet within a large litter, leave the small piglet there if the small piglet is a healthy piglet. Don't move him just because you think he is a smaller piglet and therefore doesn't look as well as, as the other piglets because all the other piglets are big and you'd like all, all, all of the big piglets. And there's two reasons why actually moving the piglets is a bad idea. One, if you move one small piglet from one litter and you move that small piglet into another litter, 
you're going to upset the litter that that piglet is after coming from because they all have to regrade themselves. And therefore, the litter that the piglet's going into then also have, have, to, um, have to regrade themselves as well uh, from a pecking order point of view. So really, it means for every one piglet you're moving, you're upsetting probably anything from 24 to 26 to 28 uh, piglets in the firing house. So if you move three or four piglets, it's a huge amount of disruption in the firing house. And the other problem as well is if you put all the small piglets all together onto the one sow or the one gilt, the amount, uh, they're not able to stimulate the sow to produce as much milk as where you have uh, a piglets or small piglets and large piglets all together on the one litter. And they're able to stimulate the sow much better than if, if there's a lot of small piglets on the, in the one litter. So what I would say is move them after 24 hours and then don't move them after that unless there is a pig at high risk. So it's not eating, it's not eating or it's, uh, it's sick. And, and obviously then you, you have to move it straight away. But other than that, leave the piglets as they are. So there is a place for it, but only within reason. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you have to move it due to, uh, due to the pig going hungry or the pig is sick, then absolutely do it. But don't do it just because you think it's a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller than the, uh, than the litter mates. Okay. When weaning the pigs, what's the best policy here then? Yeah. So when weaning the pigs, there are some there are some pig units, and they love to wean the pigs to all exactly the same size. So they'll take the the biggest pigs, and they'll wean all of the, all of the biggest pigs in in into the one pen, and then they'll take so that could be the top twenty uh, the top twenty percent. They'll take the next twenty percent, and they'll wean them. They'll take the next twenty percent of the same size, and they'll wean them into a separate pen. So like they may be doing, they may be splitting. The pigs at weaning maybe into six or seven uh, uh, different groups purely on the size of the piglets. And the problem with that is one, it's a huge amount of work having to do that every week, which would be fine if you thought that it was going to generate um, a benefit for the pig unit or for the pigs, but it's not. And the other side of it is that really, uh, it's it's um, the own the piglets aren't going to go or grow any better by being weaned in the same weight. And in fact, they're going to be worse because if you have a piglet of seven kilos who is weaned with another piglet of seven kilos, they're going to fight a lot more. Whereas if you have a piglet of seven kilos who's weaned with a piglet of nine kilos, the seven, seven kilo piglet is going to look at the nine kilo piglet and go, well, I'm not going to start fighting uh, uh, with them. And therefore, the pen will settle down an awful lot more. Whereas when pigs are the same weight, they will actually, they'll fight a lot more to try and establish a pecking order within the pen. So what I would suggest is rather than grading all the pigs which are weaned every week, simply grade the very lysest, so the top 10%, or, uh, sorry, the bottom 10% of the lysest pigs and also the progeny of the gilt litters. And the reason I say the progeny of the gilt litters is that we have a lot of research here in Moorpark that has shown that the progeny of the gilt litters uh, will actually have a lower average daily gain and their immunity isn't as good. So therefore, they're more at risk of, of disease. So therefore, if the progeny of the gilt litters and the lysis pigs can all be grouped together into one pen, they can get then some, some preferential treatment. So they might be fed a higher spec diet. They might be fed uh, with, um, with maybe milk or they might be fed... Uh, some things like that that will help them to try and improve their growth rates and therefore the other 80% of pigs just leave them as they are so if there's big and small within the pen that's fine just leave them as they are um, because they've shown that if you don't grade at weaning 
the ungraded pigs actually will have between one and, a, and one and a half kilos of a gain by the time they come to the finishers compared to the pigs that were, were weaned. So there's a good bit of information from Kansas State that they did some trial work there in um, about 15 years ago. And they looked at, at different size of pens and they looked at the graded and the ungraded pigs and they found irrespective of the number of pigs per pen, the ungraded pigs actually did a lot better than the graded pigs. And again, that's down to there's less stress with the ungraded pigs. The other advantage is that if you grade two or three litters uh, together, then there's less, um, there's less fighting as well. So if you can take a, an intact litter and another two of the intact litters and you grade them all into the one pen, therefore the amount of aggression and the amount of fighting is an awful lot less and it'll settle down faster and therefore performs a lot better. So you're aiming to keep um, the litters intact as much as possible then? As much as possible. Yep, 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 yep. So if, if, if you can do that, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of research to show that the performance of those pigs will be a lot better. And then if you are going to the effort then of separating out the bottom 10% and the gill progeny, you would want to be doing something different like feeding a higher spec diet. Yeah, absolutely. So you might try and get them uh, for the smaller pigs. You might put them onto a milk diet, maybe a milk supplement there in, in the first couple of days or a warm gruel, or you might have them on a higher spec diet for longer so that they'll try and uh, their performance will try and catch up with the average of 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 that week's pigs. So by the time they move into, into finishers, you might actually find that the weight variation between those and the average weight of the pigs is actually a lot smaller. Whereas, um, and, and therefore there's a reason why you're, you're separating out the smallest, uh, uh, the smallest pigs at that stage. You're not just separating them because they look better. You're actually doing something with the smallest pigs. The transfer to finisher stage then can be another potential area for regrading, can't it? Yes. So transfer to finisher stage uh, 15 or 20 years ago, this would have been, we would have had a lot of remixing at this stage. We don't have as much remixing now as we used to have, but there is, it, it is still an issue for some units. So even if you're moving pigs from, this, from the wiener stage and maybe you have 40 pigs in the pen in the wiener stage and you're splitting up into two pens in the finisher stage of 2020, that is still the same as remixing pigs. And again, you'll have the, uh, the higher levels of aggression and the increase in, 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 in establishing the pecking order. And that's going to affect your performance. Um, for example, if you did it, if a unit that's doing it uh, may have a fee conversion of 2.6, whereas a unit that's not doing it may have a fee conversion of, of 2.55. And the reason for the, dif for the difference in the feed conversion is for the first three or four days when the pigs are fighting, they're still eating the feed, but they're not growing because of the stress and that's going to affect their feed conversion then and it's going to get worse on, on that. Um, so that's where transfer to finisher said you don't want to be trans you don't want to be remixing your pigs transferring from wiener to finisher. You want to try and keep them in the same pen groups as they are from, from wiener into finisher. Sometimes what people will say is that, is this going to affect the, the variation at sale? And it's not um, if, if, if you're going to take the tops off it and it's something that we can discuss. So what do you suggest then to farmers who have weight variation in the pens that are approaching sale? What can they do? So I would say instead of taking regrading the pigs at transfer from wiener to finisher, as we said, is not a good thing to do. You're better off to go in three weeks before sale. Just do it once and do it right. So three weeks before sale, go in and take maybe the top 
uh, the top 10% of the heaviest pigs within the pen and remove them for, for sale at that stage. So for example, if you have a pen of say 25 pigs, you might take two to three of the heaviest pigs within the pen three weeks before sale. And this has two effects. One, it means then when the rest of the pigs are going to sale three weeks later, you don't have any pigs that are exceeding the uh, uh, the customer weight spec or the uh, from the processor, the weight spec from the processor. So uh, you, you're keeping them in, within the weight bands. The other thing it does is by taking the top, the heaviest pigs out of the pen and two to three percent at the, at, at the top two or three pigs out of the pen at this stage, it gives more space allowance and more feeder access then to the rest of the pigs which are in the pen. So you're trying to get a balance between making sure that your weight variation is minimized without up upsetting uh, the pen too much. The problem that some units do is that they go in three weeks before sale, they go in two weeks before sale, they go in one week before sale, and this is upsetting the pen too much. So you just want to do it once to try and minimize the upset to the pen. And if you do it three weeks before sale, you're giving the rest the pen then the extra space when they most need it there, uh, when they're the biggest. If you only do it one week before sale, it means they're not really going to get the benefit of the extra space and, and the feeder allowance. So you're better going in, just do it once about two weeks before sale. And that will minimize your, um, your weight variation then at sale. Okay, so take the tops out once and then in three weeks time, let's say, sell the remainder of the pen. That's it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just to finish up, Michael, how would you summarize the main points when it comes to evenitis then? So evenitis is you need to decide why are you grading pigs? Why do you want to evenitis? Are you doing it because it makes the pigs look better or are you actually doing it for a reason? So if you're removing pigs, what are you going to do with the pigs that you're removing? If you're removing and it, it, you have to remove them for a reason. So what I would say is that only cross foster in the firing house at 24 hours and don't move small pigs after that unless there is an issue with the pig that is not eating or that it's sick. Other than that, if it's a big pig and small pigs in the farmhouse, leave them as they are because every time you move a pig, you're upsetting anything from 25 to 30 pigs. At weaning, I would suggest that you grade the lysest. So you're looking at the top, at, at the lysest, uh, 10 to 15% of the pigs and the progeny of the gilt litters. The reason you're grading these ones is you're going to do something different with these in that you're going to try and feed them more of a high spec diet or a bespoke diet, or you're going to give them a little bit of extra uh, uh, care and attention. The other 80% of the pigs then leave them as they are with the weight variation that they have. And if you're transferring to the finisher, don't regrade them when they're going to the finisher, again, because it'll upset them too much. But if, if you want to minimize your weight variation sale, do it three weeks before sale, as, as we mentioned before, by taking the tops off it, doing it once, uh, and taking the top 10% uh, the top of the heaviest pigs off once about three weeks before sale. And I think that will give you the best balance that you're not just getting peas in a pod for the sake of it, you're minimizing your variation and you're, you're doing something with the very, very smallest pigs, but the rest of the pigs, you're leaving them as they are. Okay, thanks Michael, some very practical steps there. No problem, thank you very much. That's it for this episode of The Pig Edge and many thanks to Michael for joining me on the show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more farming information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Amy Quinn. Thanks for listening. And join me next time on The Pig Edge for more updates, news and advice.